Okay, looks like we are being live streamed. And here we go, we got it. All right. <laughs> Good afternoon, everybody. It is Angie Atkinson and I'm here with the lovely and talented Lisa Colucci. Lisa, welcome back. Hi. <laughs> I don't know why you look frozen. Oh, you sure do. Oh, there you are. Is that up? <laughs> Took you a minute, but yeah. You Am can. I frozen or is it you? Let me check. It my... could be me. It kind of looks like maybe it's you. I don't know if anybody's here. Okay. Oh, everybody. You know what? It's me. I'm going to okay. be quiet. Okay. <laughs> well, feel free to like, yeah. Okay. Hello, everybody. It's Angie Atkinson. <laughs> you just saw Lisa there. So Lisa will be back. Anyway, today we thought we would talk about letting narcissists underestimate you and why you would even think to do that. Now, if you are interested in the notes on the stream and how to get in touch with us and everything else, please check that description below. You will see all of the notes you need for the whole stream. And hello to our two admin and three admin in the house. First, first to comment, thank you guys. UNA, LNC, and Christine Schwartz. We are grateful to have you here, thank you. All right, everybody. So, oh, look at Michael, he says, Yes, great topic. I did this before without fully understanding narcissism that I was dealing with. Like. Right. Hi, Julia. So here's what come, here's what happens. When you are in a relationship with a narcissist, even if it's just like a working relationship and not like a, a personal one. Oh, yeah. Very often, welcome back. <laughs> very often, you find yourself um, feeling sort of not seen, right? Because narcissists tend to, in general, underestimate us, right? They tend to tell us we aren't good enough, we're not enough, we don't have enough you know, smart, we're not enough pretty, we're not enough handsome, whatever it is that they think we're not enough of. And I found, so, so inevitably, first they're gonna go after your insecurities. You know, so they might you know, make a point of reminding me how much everybody's body is better than mine, <laughs> for example. Or they might, uh, whatever it is, you know, whatever you have going on, that is your insecurity. I am short and not super skinny. So I've always struggled in that area a little bit, you know, um, and, and, but then here's the thing, once you get past that and you start to not care when they're saying those things, then what do they do? Well, they go after something that you know for sure is true about yourself. For example, I've always known I'm pretty smart. That's the one thing I never doubted until the narcissist came after me and told me how not smart I was. Now it didn't work because I was obviously smarter than him. Ha! Just kidding. But I really did feel some kind of way about it. Like, how dare you go after the one thing I knew about myself, right? So I wonder, Lise, have you experienced having a narcissist underestimate you before? Oh, all the time. It's it's often subtle. Like, it's mm -hmm. in the way they devalue you and you realize, oh my gosh, they think I'm stupid or oh, oh. Right, like how dare they? think they're that much better than me. They literally think that. Yeah. And when they're gaslighting and they are projecting mm -hmm. and and you get the sense of like oh they really they're really underestimating me they really think i don't know what's going on here right it's that expensive yeah almost yeah, yeah it is and we have the urge to combat it or to prove ourselves. right and mm -hmm. i did for a long time i would try to fight it especially the part that i knew was true like if they told me i was unattractive i would i would have to admit that that I thought that was true also back in the day. And of course, just like everybody else, when you look at yourself back in the day and you look at yourself today, you might realize that you were far less unattractive than you thought, right? I know, right? <laughs> You're like, wait. <laughs> a minute. Uh, uh, yeah. But at, at some point, you know, you, you get exhausted emotionally and otherwise with the, with mm -hmm. the stuff. And so 
I would fight with them when they would try to tell me, gaslight me, for example. They would say, well, this is what happened. And I knew for sure that was not what happened. I had to talk about it, you know, whoever mm. they were. <laughs> um, and I, I, it got me in a lot of trouble as a kid, <laughs> a lot, um, because I couldn't, I used, to, I used to joke and say I couldn't stand there listening to BS and not comment on it. Oh, well, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but I had to, especially if I knew for sure, like, well, that's not what happened, you know. And at some point, you get to this point where you just go, whatever. Okay, mm-hmm. sure, I said that. Sure, I did that. Whatever. And that's, for me, that wasn't until adulthood. <laughs> but it wasn't, I was just so emotionally exhausted that I was like, forget it. And then I realized there's a certain amount of power in allowing myself to be underestimated by a narcissist. Mm-hmm. Because the one, I think, the one Achilles heel they have is they actually believe that they're smarter and better than you. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So if you let them believe that, and you know for sure something else is true, I mean, you know, and, and maybe they are smarter in certain areas, right? Like maybe they know how to do some complex thing that you don't know how to do, but they don't know basic human nature most of the time. <laughs> they don't really know, and they understand maybe how to flatter someone or manipulate someone, but they don't get how intuitive you really are, right? Mm-hmm. Can, you, can you recognize them? Yeah. So, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. It's, it's like, if you, um, if they are thinking you're stupid, but really mm-hmm. you're quite intelligent. And if you argue with it and you engage in the, in the gaslighting mm-hmm. that they're doing to you and, and the, you know, the twisting of your reality, mm-hmm. then you are, you're so lost in that world that you don't realize by letting them think you're stupid when you do something and they're like well you're stupid and you're like guess so <laughs> you know <laughs> but yeah. really in the back of your but really what's going on in your mind is you're finding a way out or you're finding a way to work around them or you're finding a way to just sort of you're going uh-huh to shut the door so that you can just keep doing you right and what it comes right. down to is by talking to them and trying to prove yourself to them one of two things is going to happen either that or you're going to come on the other side and you're going to be used like they're going to come at you and you know do this do that whatever they have for you and then when you if or when you play dumb or you choose to to not do the thing or what hold on I'm off track I'm trying to explain so when you have a certain amount of if you allow them to think whatever they want to think about you and recognizing that that is their Achilles heel then you can find out things you can learn things about them you can you know, for example, um, you might know that they're cheating with you on Becky down the street or whatever with Becky down the street. And then you might think to yourself, well, you know, do I, do I tell them or do I watch and see what happens, right? Maybe you watch, maybe you don't tell them until you have sufficient proof or whatever it happens to be. What I'm saying is <laughs> they essentially are not that I'm saying you should ever manipulate anyone. But if you did choose to manipulate them in order to make them be nice to you or make them, you know, not bother you so much as you're getting out or make them be nice to you when you're dealing with them after you get out because you have kids with them or whatever, this is what you can do. <laughs> let them think you're dumb or whatever they want to think about you and let them try to manipulate you. And then right. only allow yourself to be manipulated if it, if it benefits you or if it's not a big deal to you. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, well, it's, it's what you're, what you're manipulating is your own reality. You're not manipulating yes. them. Correct. That's the thing. And we all manipulate our own reality, whether we like of it or course. not, you know, yeah. whether we know we're doing it or not, we're all 
we're all making choices that shift our reality, which is think is the true word of manipulation, right? The true meaning yeah. to manip to take something and change it, <laughs> right? So the way exactly. we make change is to manipulate our reality in a positive way, and sometimes ignoring, basically gray rocking the nonsense, but at the same time, more than gray rocking, going a step further and thinking, actually, it's a good thing they think that of me, right? Because right. then I can actually be me over here without them even knowing I'm intelligent or attractive or whatever the thing is. Right. So that and they're not yeah. And then if they underestimate it, you have mm -hmm. power. Power. Right. Yeah. Because the bottom for your own right. life, not for them. Who cares? Right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because I think what it comes down to is that at least from my situations that, that I've been in, um, what happens is that when you stop fighting with them and arguing with them, number one, they don't know what to do. But number yeah. two, it ends things faster. So the torture, the emotional torture. Yeah. Okay, fine. I am stupid. You don't have to say it, but you can if you want to. <laughs> um, but you know, just agree with them. Oh, you know, you're right. That maybe I really am. I don't know. You know, <laughs> or don't respond to it. You know, but my point is if you sit and you waste your energy arguing with someone who will not be deterred from their their little personal smear campaign against you, even if even if it's just at first between the two of you, um, you're wasting your time and your energy, you know, on somebody who doesn't deserve it. It's like I, I use this comparison all the time, but it's legit. <laughs> it's like banging your head against a brick wall and trying to explain something to someone on the other side who's speaking a different language. It's like, don't talk to yes. brick walls, I guess. Yeah. Does that yes. ring true for you, please? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't, there isn't any, well, first of all, they're not telling you this underestimated version of you so that you can prove yourself to them. Oh, they're God. telling you that to tell you what they think of you Literally. and mm -hmm. to keep you in a in a diminished or beneath them state because mm -hmm. that's where they need you they yeah. devalue you at that point they're devaluing it's not a friend saying hey you know um you said you wanted to work out you if you maybe if you do this and you know you'd lose right. a little bit of weight with me or you'd lose mm -hmm. the weight you're asking it's not someone trying to help you improve yourself because you've asked for this is someone right. that said you're to this you're to that mm -hmm. yeah okay um, and yeah yeah let right. it, it yeah so it's, it's, it's so, so like why are we arguing we're arguing yeah, like we're we're fighting it because we want their valid, we want their approval, and we want the validation of them thinking that we're we're not the bad thing they say. Yes, that we are, yeah. and so we got to let go of that because they're never going to be the person that is safe in a relationship. Exactly, but they show you. See, when they say those things to you, very often they're actually projecting their own insecurities onto you. Oh yeah, which is ironic of and course. hilarious. Um, mm -hmm. it, not hilarious, but it feels in hindsight, it's hilarious. <laughs> um, they're, yeah, they're, it's either that or they're showing where they think they're superior. It's one of the, right? It's like they're either projecting 100%, like all right. of their insecurities onto you, or they're showing their delusion of yeah. how, how much better they think they are. Right. And either way, again, fighting it just makes it last longer. <laughs> and so for me, I just, I learned very quickly if they want to think I'm stupid, then I should let them because it does not. <laughs> it doesn't hurt me in the mm -hmm. end 
and it, and as Lee said, you can absolutely use it to your advantage if you choose to. And sometimes mm -hmm. it helps to be able to um, have a little leverage where you need it, you know. Mm -hmm. And and if you do happen to make some miracle thing happen, you know, you can always play dumb and pretend, you know, like this is terrible, <laughs> but like, this happened to me once. Um, I figured out how to pay the mortgage when we had nothing when I was with my ex. And he was like, oh my God, blah, blah, blah. And he, I, I don't know if he said I was smart, but he said something like resourceful or something. And how'd you do it? I'm like, oh, I don't know. I just called all these people and something just, uh, you it know, just whatever. Happened. Yeah, you don't want right. to give your, give your secrets away. That's for sure. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. And, and the only thing is, I think, I think what it comes down to is when you let them underestimate you, you are choosing battle. You're picking battles because honestly, what they think of you isn't going to change anyway. And they're probably going to think you're dumber and think less of you if you argue with them because they're that kind of toxic, right? And so mm -hmm. if you just, okay, sure, I guess that's true. I never thought of it that way. <laughs> you know, because mm -hmm. they'll say things like, I'm only telling you this because I care about you. I think you need help or whatever, <laughs> like you're crazy. Or, <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and and if you, you know, if you, there's nothing else, you know, the only thing you can say when they say that is, you know, that's not true or sure, I agree. And if you say that that's not true, the fact of the matter is that, anyone who is being told something like that would probably say that's not true, right? Mm -hmm. So they could just <laughs> use that against you. Anyway, any other things before we jump into the chat, Lise? Um, this, this one is related, this question is related to what we're talking about. So I was gonna Go just, uh, CR is asking, why did they think their opinion so important? Oh, because they are self-important. Because, because they are so important in their own yeah. minds, right? No, it's, yeah. Well. My, um, I, I have an example for you. So one person I know, they were, uh, they are a narcissist and they were brought up in a home where for a long time they were the only child and they, the person, the, the mother hung on every word. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. They did not abuse the kid at all, but hung on every word. And the kid became an adult who now expects everyone yeah. around them to hang on every word. See? So <laughs> uh, there were other circumstances to cause the narcissism um, but that in itself was one experience I think the flip side of that is someone feeling completely unheard and then stepping into adulthood demanding it yeah right mm -hmm. what do you think I think they think they're so important well part of if we're talking NPD mm -hmm. not just someone who's toxic but someone with narcissistic personality disorder part of that disorder is a delusional mindset and mm -hmm. so it's and another part of that disorder is delusions of grandeur so right. if someone it's literally part of the way the brain functions when someone has npd yeah. is to think you are better than everyone else to literally think you're better than everyone else to block off any option or opportunity for anyone else to have any importance other than yourself they yes. they they don't have empathy for other people in other than an awareness of empathy or cognitive type of empathy. So right. they don't care what you think and feel. They can understand it on some levels, but they can't, they mm -hmm. don't, they don't feel for you. Let's put it that way. Right. And so why would it matter what you think? All that right. matters they is what they yeah. think. And if the, and so, and then they need to be important because they need the attention. They need the supply mm -hmm. coming toward them in yeah. order for them to feel like a whole human being. Exactly. They literally, I mean, it's, it's shocking to me sometimes how blatantly mm -hmm. they will come at you really thinking that what they're saying is totally legitimate, but really it's, 
it's something you've never heard from another human sometimes mm -hmm. because it's, they're so self-focused and entitled. Self-focused and, and entitled. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they really believe that they're like, well, why wouldn't you do this and this and this and this relationship? And you're like, well, you don't do this, that, and that, that would warrant me doing this, that, and this, whatever, right, you know, right, right. <laughs> and they go, well, we're not talking about you. We're not talking about your problems. We're talking about my oh, yeah. problems or whatever. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. They have an amazing ability to both segment events in their minds and also when it's convenient for them to connect completely unrelated events oh yeah in any case <laughs> to bring forth there yeah and mm -hmm. to twist the to twist the events that are happening to be self-focused or externally directed as needed yes yeah ridiculous yeah mm -hmm. peggy says they do that big time underestimate us she said then they help then when they find out, they drop their jaws. It's comical how surprised they are. True. <laughs> All true. Yeah. And CR says that, uh, oh, <laughs> it's great to be at a place where people understand the craziness of dealing with narcissists. Thanks. Happy to happy to serve. <laughs> hey, dude, trust me. All right. Um, do you have a, wait, I might have a question. Hold on. Oh, it's CR. Says, it's a shame when you have a talent you're proud of. Where'd it go? Darn it. Okay. Well, I just lost it. <laughs> oh, wait, here it goes. Okay. It's a shame when you have a talent you're proud of, but would never share with the narcissist because you know they'll ruin the whole event. Oh, yes. As a matter of fact, the, the day that I got my first book published and proof copies came in the mail, I was so happy and excited. And I called my mother to tell her and she had to hurry up and get off the phone. She's very busy. And then a few hours later is the day that it's the same day that that CPS worker she sent to my house came over. <laughs> Mm -hmm. They ruined the whole thing. But lucky me, I kept going. So, <laughs> uh, Peggy, oh, she said I used to fight them underestimating me. Um, now, just the opposite. And Ellen agrees, I like being underestimated. Same. Yeah. And I like this comment, and then I'm going to ask you to, to give us one. Uh, Ellen said, it's almost like a game of chess. I used to draw them out and think ahead by three moves. I love it. I'm that was what it. I was going to read, too. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. It is. I yeah. was thinking of that when I was thinking the same thing when you were talking about how this is like a chess move to hold back your reaction to them underestimating you so that you know as long as you hold on to knowing who you are i know i'm intelligent i know i'm i'm decent looking i know i'm pretty whatever people think right about themselves right. i know that i am a worthy person if you can yeah. hold on and i know that they beat this down in like destroy this in us but as you try to heal or if you haven't gotten this far yet <laughs> where they have you know then if you can hold on to that piece of like that so doesn't match my reality then you have right. that as a tool especially when it's people in the workplace when it's not someone in your intimate personal life it's very difficult in your intimate personal life but if it's like a distant relative mm -hmm. um, i remember with my narcissistic grandparent i was this way with him I just didn't let him know. I mean, it was, you know, he was a malignant, overt narcissist. He would sit there with the television on and he'd have, there was some televangelical guy, televangel, tele, whatever, some guy that was religious man on television and he mm -hmm. liked to watch. He didn't watch for the man's message. He watched because the man had pretty women that stood around him. And, and he, okay, it wasn't about the pretty women. This is what he said. He said, if I were in that chair, those women would love for me to be there. 
I'm like, what wow. are you doing? What? That's how you watch television? <laughs> like what? You know, that's showing like, right? So he, everything he said was a projection or a devaluing towards someone. And I had just had mm -hmm. a baby and he said, he, he was like, you look fat. And I thought, okay, I brought you a baby. <sighs> She's two weeks old, dude. You know, like you're an old man. I brought her here an hour away at two weeks old while I'm still recovering. You're welcome, right. you know, is what I'm thinking. And I'm right. like, wait, he's devaluing my looks. Why do I care what this man thinks of my looks? Seriously. Right? And right. then he started devaluing my intelligence, telling me I wasn't doing something right or something else. So I said, Grandpa, I may be dumb and fat. <laughs> but you are so old and that will never change. <laughs> I was just like, you know, <laughs> but you know, because at that point I used my intelligence to just sort of end it. He just right. sort of, and uh, yeah. So it's that they, they will, they will do this. We can't let it get to us. It doesn't matter. Right. These external people, when they're right in your life, this is more difficult, right? Yes. Because 100%. This becomes, yeah, this becomes a daily gray rocking thing. And you're like, who am I? Am I what they think? Am I what I think? And you know, right. Yeah. It's outrageous. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a thing that it's like, there's nothing. Oh. Whoops. Sorry. That, no, no worries. It's like, there's nothing that you can possibly do to make them, you know, to see, they cannot see you. They will not see you. And the truth is they saw you before. And sometimes they still see you when it's convenient for them. They know that you're attractive. They know that you're intelligent. They know that you're capable because they don't usually get someone who's not very smart and who's not very right. pretty or handsome. You know what I'm right. saying? Mm -hmm. And so it's a matter of, oh, here you go. As Peggy says, uh, it doesn't phase them when you try to prove that you're capable and intelligent. When they realize it on their own, it blows their mind, right? See, I think they, some of them already knew it, but right. they forgot because they oh, didn't yeah. value you. Oh, right? they do know it. That's why they mm -hmm. wanted you in the first place. They don't want yes. empty shells. They exactly. don't want unintelligent, unattractive people. They no, want, they don't. They want intelligence. Yeah. They can show up to others and devalue it and control it. Right. Yeah, look who I got. Look who I got. Yeah. 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 And then on the flip side of that, what's really hilarious about it is that, okay, this is kind of mean, but I once told my ex, you need a dumb girl. <laughs> because you need somebody who's going to just follow you around and sit in the closet and wait till you get yes. home to follow you around some more because I, I mean this is not what I do this is not who I am <laughs> you know and right. he's quite offended yeah. by that yeah, <laughs> yeah. they need a funny. mannequin is what they need they need a non-human mannequin that they can program yeah. say things right like yeah. right because I mean there's not really anybody anyway but yeah, yeah like they need one of those dolls <laughs> yeah there's no one that there's no one that empty and vacuous enough to right. be the right person for someone like them because exactly that's yeah. true that's really yeah. true i mean like you said i mean a robot something like that mm -hmm. yeah i'm sure that's coming though just so you know <laughs> oh peggy that's prefers true. to not respond rather than to agree to their crap and i actually think that's smart you know either don't acknowledge what they said and say something different or just don't say anything. Just mm -hmm. okay. Gray rock with a twist, <laughs> right? <laughs> Gray rock with a twist. That's right. Yes. Alyssa oh, is saying, right? Yeah, why do ahead. we care what mean, what mean people? She said, why do we care what mean people say? But then before that, how do you deal with letting go of pain caused by the verbal attacks of family members you can't get away from? So if you can't get away from them, then you have to. This has helped me a hundred thousand bazillion times. That's an exaggerated number, but it's close. 
Um, <laughs> what, <laughs> what I do is I remind myself as they're going off. I mean, I haven't had this in a little while, but this has helped me with family members. Um, I remind myself what they are and I, I label their behaviors in my head. I don't say them out loud. Right. But as they're sitting there telling me insults about myself or whatever, I will look at them and listen. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then I'll think, I won't really look them in the eyes. So by the way, look them right here or right here or even right here, not in the eyes. Sometimes right above their head, either way. Um, <laughs> they won't know why, but they'll know something's off. Anyway, um, but then I remind myself, okay, that's gaslight and that's projection and that's deflection. Whatever they're doing, I tell myself that in my head because if it's a label, a bowl instead of saying a behavior you can label, it's not, it's, it's because of the narcissism and not because of you, right? Because of whatever personality issues they have, even if they're not diagnosed, right? What their behavior is toxic and it's not something that is directly connected to you at all. Really, they would do that to anyone standing in front of them who they felt that comfortable with, right? Mm -hmm. um, it, you can test this theory too by talking to other people who have been close to them in the past or who are also currently close to them and, and ask them if they've experienced this, if you're comfortable doing so, because I've done right. that. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you can you can see it in action if you listen to people's stories where they tell a story of a narcissistic person they're with, and yes. then they tell a story of a narcissistic parent. And you think yes. well, that narcissistic parent also had a spouse or a partner or someone Mm -hmm. And they treated that person the same way and they treated their kid the same way. Oh, they treat everyone that way. It's yeah. not personal. Right. And when, when somebody you see... said something here, it would like kind of went with this. I have to find it again. Go ahead. Well, I'll tell you this. Samantha says, it's amazing how horrible they are at seeing past their own ego. That is their Achilles heel right there mm -hmm. because of the ego, because they cannot see past it. Even if they sit there and they tell you to your face, I'm looking right past my ego right now. <laughs> they aren't because they can't uh, it's so hard to do even when you're not a narcissist right you have yeah. to you have to take a second you have to be like mm -hmm. oh this is i'm taking it personal i'm seeing this through my own lens it it requires introspection self-reflection and Humility. The, the ability to like move beyond that yes yeah yes mm -hmm. i like what ellen said too she said uh to, to when peggy said i, I prefer to not respond rather than agree. Um, Ellen adds, yeah, same here. Watch them shoot themselves in the own foot. It's very satisfying, y'all. It's true. Good one, Ellen. <laughs> yeah. All right. Do you have one for us? Um, no. <laughs> I was listening. Okay. I'm doing the like, ah, trying to read and listen. Gotcha. Tiny little but still a lion says, yes, they almost always underestimate other people. Truth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, they, and, and it's the nature of it, right? How do you devalue someone without underestimating them? Exactly. <laughs> and dude, trust me, says, yeah, easier to sneak out of an abusive relationship by not showing all your cards. Make your plans to leave top secret without the abusive person knowing. I totally agree, especially when they, you know, I think especially when they are abusive, like uh, either physically or even extremely emotionally abusive and psychologically abusive when they're because if, they, if you know there's a chance they're going to try to stop you or they're going to, you know, sabotage your efforts or whatever, mm -hmm. definitely keep it to yourself until the last minute. Oh, yeah. Keep it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Melanie yeah. Weiser is saying, your thoughts on a narcissist who blasted me on social media a while ago, unfriended and blocked me, has recently followed me on another platform. I'd block them. Block them. 
Lock them. <laughs> I mean, that'd be my thought. That's what I do. I would too, 100%. I just, I just lock them because there's no time for that in a day. No, no, no. They're just trying to keep tabs on you so they can either make fun of you. Maybe they're even trying to hoover you back in. It's not mm -hmm. worth it. If they've done that to you once, they will do it again. Get the hell out of there. <laughs> Sorry. Right. And it depends on what you're talking about here. Like, like what, if it's just yes. like your, your personal thing, they're keeping tabs. They're trying to stay one step ahead of you. They're trying mm -hmm. to know how, like if you're on vacation, they're going to one up you with their vacation or whatever. Oh you know, my God. they're just, yes. they're playing a game. Stop playing yeah. by blocking them. Yeah. They don't get to be, mm -hmm. don't be their supply anymore. That's a source no. of supply for them. Exactly. Um, you've blocked that person, the platform they recently followed me. I can't find how to block on the new platform. Oh, well, that's what platform is it? Do we know? I don't know. I'm mm. sure there will be a reply. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Google it. If, if you don't hear our yeah. reply, by the way, they've always got answers. Okay. Um, and then in that case, ignore them completely. Right. And if it's a public platform with, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. She thinks they're trying to keep tabs. And if it's a public platform where they are uh, able to see you, even if they're logged out, then just make it so you can't see them. You know what I mean? Right. Like, because the fact is, unless you're completely locked down on all socials, you know, like most people, I mean, I know there are some people on Instagram who have their private profiles, right? But a lot of people don't have private profiles on Instagram. It's a different kind of a platform, right? So I'm not, I'm not saying it's Instagram, I'm saying whatever it is. But in most cases, you can at least blog them under their username and in some places you can block them under their username plus all of their future usernames yeah which i i like i think it's facebook that does that one but uh, anyway uh did you already read the one from ellen about why do they think it's their opinion is so important or from yes, actually we did that one yeah, we, we did, did that, that one okay okay micah says i left my narcissist a month ago after previously dating him last year and having left him for the exact same reasons trust me they don't change 100% Ellen agree since, yeah, yeah, that's 100%. Um, they don't change. They say they're going to change. They appear to change even sometimes. And they even do kind of show you some behavior modifications for a short period of time. But the minute they think their claws are fully sunk back in, they're, they're back to their old ways sometimes instantly. It's shocking <laughs> and, and infuriating, actually. Yeah, mm -hmm. got one for us? No, I, it was a lot of, um, I don't okay. see the question or anything. Uh, um, well, I'll go on and while you're looking, dude, trust me, says projection. They did the thing. They did the thing and they blame you for the thing that they did. Consistent. Oh yeah. Always. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or they say, they say that, you know, you started the argument when you know very damn well it was them, you know, like, or they twist you know the argument into being something else so that it, so that it is something you did a fraction of so that then they can like bring a, Yeah. They, they're, they're, for example, they're like mountains out of molehills is what I used yes. to say all the time. It's like, true. what? Yeah. yeah. For yeah. example, let's say they promised they would do the dishes for you and they didn't do the dishes, but then, and you're like, hey, I thought you were going to do the dishes. And they go, yeah, but you didn't take out the trash 10 weeks ago that one time when you said you would. So this is obviously your problem. You know, like, why should I do anything? You asked exactly. me. You know, uh -huh. yeah. And uh -huh. then, then it becomes how lazy you are. That's the whole conversation. And you end up apologizing because they didn't do the damn dishes or whatever, you know. Okay, <laughs> go on. No, oh, well, it's they, yeah, the deflecting, deflecting, yes. and divert, diverting, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. that projection and deflection too. It's all the same. Yeah, all the same. Yeah, same. Part same yuck. Yeah, it's the same yuck. Hundred <laughs> percent. Um, you got one? 
Oh, the, uh, anyone deal with a narcissist snowbird? I don't know. Snowbird? I don't know what they mean in additional issues. I don't know what that means. So maybe explain what that means and I will read it again. <laughs> yeah, it might just be a term we're not familiar with. That's yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Samantha says narcissist blocks. Oh, go ahead. Um, oh, it's a technical question on changing the name on YouTube. How do you change your name? Oh, they're talking about, oh, YouTube. Okay, I thought they were talking about, I just remembered um, that some people don't like the term flying monkey. So I wondered if that was what they meant. I don't know. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, Ellen, um, has, Ellen has it. She, she helped. There we go. Got that. What is it? Um, how to change a name on YouTube, make a new email and create a oh, new, I got you. new name. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Um, no, you're good. <laughs> Helen, I mean, I mean, Samantha says, narcissist mocks me when I've told him I was scared because of his rage and validated me. Oh. The mocking. Mm -hmm. God. Yes. I mean, and, and sometimes like, especially when they're on a certain kick, they will be almost unable to speak to you with any sort of a no normal tone. They oh, might yeah. talk to somebody else with them like, hey, Lise, da, da, da. And then they look at you and they're, oh, da, da, da. <laughs> you know? It's awful. It's infuriating. Mm -hmm. It's so childish that you can only yes. avoid it for so long before you're, yes. yeah. Mm -hmm. You get tired and you just, you just. That's the whole point. It's, it's meant to wear you down. Yes. So know that, know that it's meant to wear you down. Let it, let it come in and go back out, ignore them. Mm -hmm. And I really think, and I mean, you tell me what you think, but I think if you can get strong enough to carry on anyway, okay. And what I mean is if normally you would get up and you would go walking or jogging in the morning and you stop doing that because they've exhausted you mentally, physically, or otherwise do it anyway. <laughs> and if they, you know, what, what are you trying to do? Show your butt off everybody in the neighborhood or something, you know, just be like, nope, just try to get some exercise and keep going. Mm -hmm. Don't let them stop you unless you know, they're going to physically hurt you in the process. Just take the little BS and be run it out or walk it out or whatever. What I'm saying is don't let them stop you from doing your regular things. That was one of the mm -hmm. biggest mistakes I've made. Oh yeah. Let them stop me from being who I am. I think that is the biggest mistake I make in every situation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like I let things stop me from doing what I need for me. Mm -hmm. And and then when you're with someone toxic, that's like a hundred times worse. Yes. Yeah. And it's exhausting. Yeah. And it's, it's exhausting. Insane. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. snowbirds are people. Oh, so you met it in the, like the real way of snowbirds. Some a, uh, an older senior or someone, who, a retired person usually who goes okay. from a warm climate from a cold climate to a warm climate for the winter. In what way does that affect you with, how does that relate to uh, like- Are you saying people that you see six months out of the year only or something like that maybe? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the, what, how the- What the relationship is. Yeah, or, what the yeah. relationship is. So- A little more info. Can you <laughs> ask that with a little more info? That would be helpful. Yes. Um, um, okay, yeah. we have, Tanya says help, but I don't see what she's struggling with. Um, I'll go on to Joy really quick. Hey, everyone, it's Joy. Simulation, she needs to rest. Oh, yeah, she's having okay. a, a rough day today. Take your time. Hang Tanya. in there, Tanya. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Joy says, hey, everyone, it's Joy. I agree that if you know what you're dealing with, then sure, let them think you're ditzy, but don't do it if you're still in love and clueless. I agree with that. But see, here's the thing. When you're still in love and, and, and clueless, um, you're not even here yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
uh, when you're when you don't know what you're dealing with, you're not sitting in this audience right now. Nope. That's it. Because you, nobody wants to think they're dealing with a toxic narcissist. No. And you know, most <laughs> of us came here after much, much, much <laughs> other stuff, like research and trying different things and maybe even counseling or therapy and maybe when nothing works and you can't fix anything and finally you run across one of our videos or articles that explains what you're dealing mm -hmm. with and your whole stomach drops because oh my god that's exactly what I'm dealing with then you come here <laughs> you know what I mean this is not people don't usually come here unless they are actively aware of what they're dealing with or they are maybe one of the people that is being dealt with <laughs> which is never good um mm -hmm. <laughs> but Mostly it's survivors who show up here, survivors who know, yeah, this is probably what I'm dealing with, or they can relate to the things we talk about. So while you make a very valid point, Joy, I think we're okay on that for the most part. <laughs> but in the future, if you get into another relationship and someone assumes less of you, then definitely don't let them assume that, you know, although I'm going to tell you a little bad secret about myself. Here it goes. So when I was in college, I hope she's not watching. <laughs> One of my roommates <laughs> had a VCR and she wanted to hooked up really bad, but she couldn't figure out how to do it. Well, I didn't want to do it because I didn't want to take the time to do it. I was a lazy person. I still am a lazy person. Anyway, so for the longest time, <laughs> I didn't know how to do it. But then one day I really wanted to watch The Breakfast Club, <laughs> which I had already seen a thousand times. I knew every word too. And guess what I did? I just hooked it up because it's not that hard to figure out how to hook up a VCR back in the day, you know? And so, <laughs> so then when she came home, and saw that she said, how'd you do it? I said, oh, so-and-so came over and did it for me. Why did I do that? Because I'm lazy. And I didn't want her to think I would know how to do other techie things later. Oh yeah, that's smart. That's <laughs> keeping your, here's Shame. the thing. We keep, right. it's just, well, going back to the first topic, which you just did, like spinning it mm -hmm. back around. You, we have to learn to keep our things that are precious to us, our things that are important to us, our things that are like, matter to us away from mm. these toxic people's yes fingers so that they cannot take them away from them so they can't take them and twist them and use them against us they weaponize things they exactly. weaponize our, our good stuff and we have to like right. not once you know you're dealing with someone toxic and once especially like i said when you're when it's someone not in your life so a co-worker uh a person on social media, whatever, mm -hmm. you know, that you don't have to deal with all the time. Just don't give them yeah. the information. Let them think you're stupid. Who cares? And right. Yeah. Right. And let them think you don't know how to plug in a VCR and, and let them, you know, explain it a thousand times. Who cares? Like ignore it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tina Marie is saying it's tough to keep a smile on your face when you are at your children's school activities being ignited by your children ignited maybe in the by your children because your ex has them when you're ignored 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was like ignited wow you're being ignored but it is so hard but here's the thing with here's the thing from the child's perspective they're put in the middle not because of you because mm -hmm. you're dealing with a toxic person the child yeah. is is forced to choose loyalties you don't want that let them be with that other parent when it's that parent's time have a secret code or something with them or a, like a mm -hmm. wink or whatever smile be present so they know you're supporting them try not to take it personal because it the child is, is in agony they're in agony they're torn between two parents and 
keeping peace so that they don't make toxic daddy or mommy me mad and and to keep the peace in that household and at the same time mm -hmm. knowing they're hurting your feelings it's torture for them right and, and and you can do your best to keep them out of the middle by not mm -hmm. engaging with that with them but the narcissist won't it's really so, smart so if you smart. engage and if you say something it gets more and more inflamed the child gets more confused and hurt so mm -hmm. um yeah i think dealing with that personally that is our approach. So if it's an event, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, it's sorry. Yeah. I just want to say this. If it's an event that you were required to like sit next to your child and do activities with your child, then I would let the other parent just handle it if you're not, if it's not your turn to, to be, you know, to have the kid or whatever. But when the kid comes home or comes back to your home, do what Lee said, have a code with them, do something. But if it's something that you're watching from the, you know, the brat, you know, the, they're on the stage or they're performing or they're doing something that you don't need to be directly like this is my kid with them right. then go anyway and do exactly what we said just give them a little signal or whatever mm. you know um but i think if it's something where you're going to be blatantly like hung on the rack and everybody can see that your kid oh, is yeah that's you, horrible don't go exactly <laughs> you, don't go split the no. time you know like mm -hmm. going when it's on your parenting time going to those events only Yes. And, and I know that's hard and I know that feels like you miss half of things, but it's, it's kind of the lesser of the two, um, difficult okay. situations. You don't need to be publicly humiliated by the narcissist. And, and you don't exactly need your children to watch that and to have, exactly. have to participate. To participate. Yeah. yeah. Parental alienation is ass and, uh, it's awful. It's, <laughs> that's really professional, but it is. And it's what they do though. It's what it's, they're trying to win. They're they using your children. Children, they're playing tug of war with your kids. Right. And that messes with your kids' heads. And so, yes, it does. You know, you, like my bio father just stepped back and that made me very angry for a long time. But it wasn't, he could either fight with my mother or not. And he chose not. And I don't know that it was the right choice. I think he should have done something a little different. But she was vicious and wouldn't change anything. So I understand as an adult probably right now at this moment more than ever than I did before um, from that perspective. So that's interesting. Mm -hmm. um, but I do think that you should try to be present in their life on the times that you're allowed to be present. You know, that's right. the one thing I think my person did wrong, but it's all water under the bridge today. <laughs> so, <laughs> is it? You know. yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah. for one yeah. half of that group, it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, let's see here. So Jay says, will they ever be able to admit their, did I interrupt you? No, Otherwise? no, no. Okay. Okay. Jay says, will they ever be able to admit their lies or faults in a husband wife relationship? Uh -huh. I thought, right. Uh -huh. <laughs> right. I thought I did have him caught. No way. No way out. Somehow it was my fault. I'm a liar and I'm crazy. My friend, I am so sorry that yep. I can tell you this, but that's how they all roll. You know, if they can get out from, look, they, <laughs> you know, that song, it wasn't me. Where they're like, I saw him banging on the sofa, wasn't me. <laughs> Encounter, whatever. <laughs> saw him banging on the bathroom, but you know what I'm talking about. Wasn't me. Yeah. Wasn't me. Because this yeah, person really so. saw yeah. you on the ground doing the thing you were doing. And then you said, No, this isn't me. I don't, wasn't me. Wasn't okay, me. that's how ridiculous. That's always about a narcissist, okay? <laughs> because so at least the guy who was giving him the advice, that was narcissistic advice. They don't take accountability. It's part of the. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. If and and do they don't take them, accountability. It's part of the makeup. 
Whoa. I think we have some weird delay going on. I don't know if it's my end or your end. Sorry. I totally I talked through you, but I didn't know until you came back in. <laughs> totally okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Totally okay. No, I think what I was trying to say is only this. If they catch you, if you walk into the room and you catch them in the act of something and you say you're doing that right in front of me, they might say, no, I'm not. Or more, more likely in that situation, they will say, it's all your fault anyway, because you didn't do X, Y, Z, or you did X, Y, Z, even if it's something lame that you didn't really do. But they cannot take responsibility and they will make up stories about what you did or did not do in order to make it your fault. So that's all. What were you going to say? <laughs> oh, yeah. Same thing. Oh, or, or like um, I had an experience of having hard evidence of something and holding it for a little while and not saying anything until I had it, until I was calm enough to present it um, mm -hmm. with the evidence in hand. And I said, what's this and why? Yeah. Caught red-handed, caught, they said, and you could see the wheels turning, like, cause it was that, I don't know. Uh-huh. I, don't, I know. don't know. I don't know. Cause you're seven. I mean, exactly. <laughs> and I said, you don't know. So you made a conscious adult decision to do this enough times where I have this, <laughs> like all the evidence, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And you don't know. And they right. said, yeah, oh that was so that so you see there's no accountability. Right. Nothing. I've experienced a similar yeah. thing once. Yeah. And this person admitted they were there. But they said that what I was told or what I heard or whatever wasn't true. And that I should know them better than that. And what an asshole I am, pardon my language, for not knowing <laughs> that they wouldn't do that, even though right. I was told they did it. And I was showed proof they did it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and the, 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 the longer end of that story is what they told other people mm -hmm. was mm -hmm. the reason this happened, whatever it was, is because I blah, 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 blah. I right. wasn't this. I wasn't that. I didn't do this. You were snooping or you were. And then, and then how did that. you get that information anyway? Yeah. Don't, you don't know what? Deflect. Yeah. Don't, don't yeah. do that. Yeah. And, and they want, yeah, they want blind trust and you have to believe whatever lie they tell you. And even I'm not here to tell you that even if you pretend to believe all the lies, they'll still find things to bitch at you about. Pardon my oh yeah. Guys. So <laughs> no, they won't, they, they won't ever if they accept accountability for anything, it's short lived, mm -hmm. it'll be twisted later on, or you're never allowed to bring it up again. Yes, oh, I right. did that. I did that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're, you're hurt by my doing that. <laughs> not, I'm, not, I'm sorry. I did the thing or not. Oh my yeah, gosh, right. I feel remorse, but I'm sorry. You feel that way, you know, yeah. and then sorry you're complaining at me right now. Yeah. <sighs> and then it, no matter how horrible the thing was, if you bring it up later, like, well, I can't trust you because remember, oh, so you're going to throw that in my face again? Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's it, not. It, yeah. It's not real accountability ever. No. Mm -hmm. um, I'm running low on time, but I, can I grab one more question here? Okay. Um, yes. We have Samantha who says her eight-year-old son is, is in the fawning or a pee stage. He does not. He does stand up for me to his dad. Also, what should I do as I find our escape route? How should I talk with my son to show him what's going on here? Okay. Um, probably your son knows more than you think already um, and has his own opinions about it. So what I would suggest is that you begin by asking your son what he thinks in a private place where dad's nowhere to be found. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. I would 
I would start with that. How do you, what do you think about what's happening here? You know, and, and see what he says, or just let him talk. You know, do you want to talk about mom and dad's relationship? You know, how do you feel about dad? Whatever you think is appropriate to say. Um, I know this much. I know that <laughs> I have a now 14 year old daughter and a, a an 18 year old son and a 25 year old son. <laughs> and so here's the thing. I <laughs> what I know for sure is that number one, they always know more than you think about everything. <laughs> okay. And I admit to having intelligent children, but I'm, I'm sure that your son is also intelligent, right? Um, they always understand more than you think, but there are certain things they don't get. And depending on what the father is telling him on how much attention the father gives him and how much the father lies to him about you, you know, I'm guessing that since he does stand up for you still and he's willing to do the fawning and peace thing, he's probably happy to get out. I would not say anything to him about leaving unless you know for sure he's not going to tell your your husband uh, because the fact is I still wouldn't yeah I still wouldn't yeah, that's right. not it's not yeah at that age yeah no um let it be you know you might tell him the same day you're leaving or something like that which is I know really hard but it might be the safest thing for you um the fact that he stands up for you I would ask you do you stop him or do you like try to protect your your husband from seeing that stuff or what does your husband do I would have a lot of questions for you around that um, because if he's standing up for you, then he already has an idea that what his dad is doing is wrong. Mm -hmm. I mean, boys do tend to stand up for their moms, at least from what I've seen, um, even more than some girls, but, but my daughter, she would try to beat anybody up if they tried to get to meet them in an, in an inappropriate way. So I, you know, I mean, she thinks so anyway, you know, so I guess, I guess it depends on, I'm going to assume that your relationship with him is strong enough that you can ask those questions. Maybe just ask some questions, you know? Um, as you're working on your escape route is, is probably the best time and start to maybe prepare him without preparing him, sort of. <laughs> like, you know, what would it be like to live in this area or what kind of school, you know what I mean? Like try to just, I would just ask lots of questions and, and the next thing you say is gonna come from whatever he said, right? Like if you say, well, what do you think about dad? Well, I think dad's amazing. Okay, then you should just stop right there and let him think what he wants to think, right? But if he says, I don't like it when dad does this to you or to me or whatever, this gives you something to, you know, validate his feelings. Number one, yeah, I know dad can be kind of hard to deal with sometimes, or I hear you, you know, tell me more about that, that kind of stuff. Let him talk. At least what are your thoughts? Did I lose you? Read the first, the very first part again, please, of the... Sure. She said, my eight-year-old my eight -year -old son is in the fawning appease stage, but he does stand up for me to his dad too. What should I do as I find our escape route? How should I talk to him and showing him what's going to show him what's going on here? Okay, the fawning appease stage is not a stage. It's his coping skill, I think. Okay, right, it's his right. coping, his coping so mechanism. Yeah. At the, and, and it could be his personal coping mechanism for his mm -hmm. personality that's, yep. that right now is, is um, he has found to work for him to keep himself mm -hmm. safe and to, to diffuse things so that you're not getting dad you're not getting your husband coming at you quite as bad if he's the one smoothing it out so i would talk to him about um it's like wanting him to learn okay here's what i would want him to learn if it were my child i would want him to learn that it's awesome to stand up to bullies and to protect right. other people and mm -hmm. also it's not your job to have to do it all the time it is mm -hmm. not your you know your your you're allowed to be your own person and the mm -hmm. conflict between 
two people like this, your mom and your dad is between mom and dad. And, yeah. and that that's not because of you and you don't need to be, um, basically you're that way. You're not emotionally turning to him to be your savior. And he's mm -hmm. not, ex not that you're doing that, but you know what I mean? Like in his eyes, because yeah. I, I talk to a lot of people who have had narcissistic parents mm -hmm. through in coaching. And, and I talk to a lot of people who were the peacekeepers and who were the, the saver and they felt torn. They felt afraid of the narcissistic person, but also, but not afraid for themselves, afraid for the family around them. And yeah. they become people who, okay, I'm not trying to wish this on anyone, but they can become people who attract more of it into their life later because they know so well how to deal with it. So yeah. it's like what Angie said, talking to him about like, how oh, this is not okay. How, yeah, you're right. Dad mm -hmm. does do that. And that, how do you, how would you rather someone treat someone? And how would you, you know, like mm -hmm. talk to him through that? I'd even find counseling or therapy for him if you can, if, if allowed um, to help him yeah. with that piece. Cause it, it's, it's creates codependency in, in yeah, a, yeah. you know, so yeah. letting him be himself that he doesn't have to, or at least if he knows that you're not relying on him for that, right. does that make sense that that's yeah. healthy for him um, to be, It'd be like, I appreciate it. And I love that you are so brave that, and you're so caring and you're so this, mm -hmm. and also mom's learning to do that for herself with, with dad and, you know, yep. and hopefully yep. if you're, if you're planning to leave, this will be short lived. So, right. I have, um, yeah. really quickly, three things I want to read and then we're going to have to go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, LMC says, this is for you. She didn't label it for you, but I thought you'd like it. Uh, my grandfather used to tell me I was gaining weight and I would pat his stomach and say, hey, I'm trying to keep up with you. <laughs> I'm trying to keep up with you. Love it. Um, <laughs> that's that's a really funny comeback. Um, and one more, let's see. LNC says, I've been out over a year and it's crazy. That wasn't the one I wanted to read though, but congratulations. Samantha has, has more to her story if you want me to read it real quick. Okay, but one more really quick first. Okay, yeah. When I was pregnant, they used to beep like I was a bus backing up, says Jay. Oh. And I would come into a room. They suck. Okay. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. <laughs> okay, go ahead with that because I've got to get off here in a second. Go ahead. Samantha. Okay, yeah. A uh, husband is directly bringing, direct, directly bringing the children into the arguments and calls them in by name and tells them mommy doesn't want to family. Um, I disagreed with her husband. Yeah. That's disgusting. Um, and, totally and I think that's abusive to the children, incredibly abusive to the children, not to mention you. That's still happening. Did she say it used to happen? Yeah, she is. So that's what's going on. That's where, where the child is standing up for mom. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, what I would do in that situation is I would stay as calm as humanly possible. Even if you have to, sometimes I have to pinch my hand or something. Oh yeah. <laughs> to, like, to not yeah. scream at something. <laughs> yeah. um, Don't break I your tooth like I've done. Yeah. <laughs> Stay as, calm, stay as calm as possible. Keep your mouth loose. <laughs> yes. Okay. And then literally I would come up with the best comeback in the whole wide world. Something I'm going to come off the top of my head with this. So you're going to have to, you know, tinker with it, but, but something like look your child in the face and say, honey, you don't need to defend me. My actions and behavior are enough. You mm -hmm. know who I am. You know that I love you. I would not even address the who's doing that. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Saying the words to the children. I would simply address the child. And I would say, hey, you know me, you know who I am. You don't have to defend me. He knows who I am too. He's just choosing not to, or whatever you want to say. I don't know your situation with the physical stuff. If there's any physical stuff. Get out. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
but if it's if it's just psychological, which just psychological is not the right word, but if it's only psychological and, and emotional emotional abuse, that's how I would roll. I would simply say something better than what I said, more eloquent. Think about it ahead of time and memorize yeah. it. Okay? Something <laughs> then, that you know isn't going to inflame the narcissist worse, but but addresses the child. Yeah, maybe even just because that person, you know, just because daddy's saying that doesn't mean that's how I feel. Or yeah. I don't feel that way. And I think you know that, you know, but mm -hmm. not in any way that incriminates or makes him feel obligated. But to say to him, honey, I know you, I appreciate that you're defending me, but you don't have to do that because I know who I am. And so do you. And that's all that really matters. Yeah, we know, what like we know what family means. Yeah, you know, that's, that's yeah. Tinker with it, see what you can come up. But, but really, it's a, it's about simply just being calm. If you, I do too love the family, then that's what he wants from me, dude. He wants it sure is. He's, he's, he's again playing tug of war and, and yes. weaponizing your children. Yes. And the only way to be weaponized is to continue to be your amazing self and to say so and to say, well, you know who I am and mm -hmm. you know that I love you guys. And so mm -hmm. that's not really the truth. Yeah. I love you being your mom. I love being your mom. There you yes. go. That's it. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. It's not one version. Yeah. I love being your mom. And I try to show you that every single day period. No. And he's going to, oh, oh, yeah, I love being, she sure loves it a lot. Blah, blah, blah. And mm -hmm. you just let him look like a little tiny child. Business. <laughs> yeah but it's true and you keep you know make sure you look yeah. your child right in the eyes when you tell them what you're telling them yeah you know and and try to just in in that and then afterward when you have a moment alone with him sit down and you know talk to me what did you feel about that situation that conversation or whatever you know um it's ridiculous and childish that he's doing that and i'm so sorry yeah and if it's at all physical or, or you are afraid it will be you consider how quickly you can get out of this situation. If it's physical, get out. I mean, like really don't even worry about what they're saying. Just don't even worry about anything. a whole bunch of emergency out. numbers, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Start Just, working on a plan. This isn't it. Yeah. That's awful for your kids. Yeah. Yeah. And you, and, and, for, you, and for you. Yeah. Right. Right. And Peggy, by the way, um, the reaction was <laughs> narcissistic rage, of course. To which I smiled and pretended I didn't care because I was strong by then. <laughs> anyway, okay, Lise, I have to go. Anything yes. else you want to talk about before we no. wrap up? We're good. Yeah. All right, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. Make sure you check the description for how to be notified of every stream, both by subscribing to my channel and Lisa's channel, which is also linked in the description, as well as um, our text numbers. You can text Lise Live, all one word, L I S E L I V E, and or Angie Live, all one word, A N G I E Live. Uh, we will text you when we go live together or separately and it's to 33222 again that's in the description below and everybody thank you so much thanks to our moderators lnc una and chris christine schwartz we and bonnie and bonnie oh and bonnie i didn't see her hey bonnie. Here. Yeah. yeah hey girl hey okay <laughs> we'll see. i hope you're doing well bonnie um all right everybody we'll see you next week and thanks thanks for being thank with you us. bye have a good one. Oh wait Lisa. Oh. when's your next live stream over on your channel um Thursday or Friday for sure. Maybe just make sure you maybe even Wednesday. Just yeah, just come on over. I'm yeah. Scheduling. <laughs> I need to get on a schedule, but it's we're like, all working on schedules. This not is my it's not my strong suit. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. but I'm, okay. I, yeah, I'm gonna post a video soon though. So all right, head on, head on so over. Stay tuned, hit yeah. the bell notification on both channels so you'll be notified. Yeah. Okay, see you soon.